The player haters ball is not always about hating on one another. We play games with each other too. Like our annual photo flip. Oh, damn. Oh, oh my damn. Little ass teeth. Oh. Got dolphin teeth. Yeah, I'll send you a teeth. <laughs> he always says he doesn't want anyone to see him shine. But the n looks shiny to me. He looks like Malcolm X before it converted to Islam. Next. Thank you, Miss Henry. Good oh, Lord Almighty. So, Sam been letting. To pump my gas in my car on the way over here. That's ironic because I take yoga classes from it. Next picture, please. I like the song the girl sings, Papa Don't Preach. I got a song for you too, bitch. It's called Daughter Don't Sing. Next picture, please. Boy George. Now that man right there, I'd hate to fight. She wears underwear with dick holes in them. Take things slow Put my mind in cruise control The sponsor, I run up with your boot. Hope is a monster. Yeah, they like me like that. Every girl I see wanna be white, be like that. I'm the king of some under, uh, king of the summer. Come be my Kardashian, queen of the come up. Uh, to be loved, Shakespearean experience. To be us, jumping off boats, hopping off another cliff. Every six months, I think I need a new bucket list. Yeah, I think I might need a hero. My way too much, I should share I'm feeling like a baron. All I need is a castle. Be my hell and hey. All you need is a castle. All I need is heaven. I don't want the hassle. God bless Did he? Did he say? Did he say every six months I need a new bucket list? <laughs> Isn't a bucket list for your whole life? That's fire. <laughs> How you got so much money that you need a new bucket list every six months? <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to hear. Like. <laughs> Rappers just try to find new ways to tell you how much better they are than you. <laughs> Specifically, if they got more money than you. Oh my god! Like who you know that's tough at that? Jay Z's definitely Jay Z's up there. on the Mount Rushmore of telling yeah. you how rich he is and just finding different ways. Yeah, Rick Ross. Rick Ross is tough at that. Kanye, I think is. I gotta give a shout out to Two Chains. Two Chains is up there. Yeah. Yo, on one of them songs on the um the the Dreamville Gangster Grills, John. Uh huh. On the one song, he really came at people for being um, in black neighborhoods. <laughs> what? what? What do you mean? He said, yo, what was the line? <laughs> he really was coming at people because they lived in a, in, a, in a black neighborhood. I don't get it. Uh, what was the track? Um, <laughs> no, he said something like, he what said, he, oh, okay. On the track, uh, Barry from Simpson. Uh-huh. I think you played that. Yeah, yeah, I did on, play. On I, played, the, I played uh, JID's verse, "Jumped in Dirt." I, f I was like, I noticed that he was, he was the first rapper I ever heard to diss if you live in a predominantly black neighborhood. He said, "My neighborhood is." He said, "My neighborhood be gentrified. Your neighborhood filled with Black Lives Matter signs." <laughs> <laughs> he was coming at people. <laughs> he said, "My neighborhood is gentrified." Like he was like happy about that. Yeah. And then he said, your neighborhood be filled with Black Lives Matter signs. <laughs> How is that a diss? I don't get it. He's saying, like, I'm living where it's white at. 
That don't even make any sense. Ain't he black? He is. <laughs> That's what makes it so disrespectful. Oh my god. Well, anyway, anyway, we getting a little bit off track. For those who don't know, I'm Dev Cruz. Sitting across from me is Dave Cruz. And if you're listening to our voices, you are, me. you are locked into the cruise control here on um, Spotify and, uh, and, um, and Spotify and Apple Pie <laughs> and wherever you decide to listen us to. But it's episode 67 this week. Dave, how you feeling this week, bro? How you how you how you uh, how you doing? Tune in with us. Check in with me. Oh, my piernas hurt. <laughs> your what? My piernas. Oh, your feet? My legs. Oh, I thought feet was piernas. That's your pies. Oh, pies. Right, because pies is feet in Spanish. <laughs> I hate your brain. <laughs> I always remember that in school. It's pies is feet. Uh, my legs hurt. <laughs> Why? What was you doing? All lunges. You was lunging? All weekend. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got up Saturday. Uh-huh. Probably around 8.45, I want to say. Okay. Got out the bed, started lunging. And lunged up- down the stairs. Down? Lunge into the kitchen. Uh-huh. Served myself coffee while in a lunge pose. <laughs> <laughs> lunged down to the basement. Uh-huh. Lunged over to the washing machine. Pressed the um, wash button because I had a load in there. Uh-huh. Hey, I pressed yo. the wash button um, with... My back foot that was lunging. <laughs> Lunge back upstairs. Okay. Lunged outside. Uh huh. Um, started running the lunge mower. <laughs> That's you called it a lunge mower. Uh, so I just been lunging all weekend, man. Pretty much lunch a- till till sundown on Sunday. I thought it was just because you carrying so much weight every day on your shoulders. That- no, that's not. That's not. Uh. That's not it. How you feel? I'm chilling, man. Oh, I, that's great. I will, I What's will, next? I will say that uh, I am feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, I was debating. Hey, yo! <laughs> what, man? I can't be a little sick, man. Peter is dumb. <laughs> I was debating if I wanted to do the show this week. Cause yeah, hold not, up. Uh, can we press pause for a second? I'm going to get my mask real quick. <laughs> I'm not going to sneeze on your mouth, dude. It don't matter. Like, <laughs> Come on, man. You didn't man. even say this before we hit record? What you mean? I just feel a little bit sick, man. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I felt sick before on the cruise control, and you didn't act no ways. <laughs> Come on, man. The overreaction is your only reaction, man. That's crazy. Anyway, I feel a little bit under the weather. I was deciding if I wanted to do the show this week or not, but uh-huh. I know the controllers would be on top of us about pulling out an episode and slacking. So oh. I definitely wanted to get it out there, and I definitely wanted to make sure me and you got in the studio and did what we had to do. <laughs> so the studio, <laughs> we got a call. We got the lights set up here, man. We got the camera stand going. We getting ready to start the video pretty soon. So we got to start calling it the studio, man. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> He's gonna ignore me Yeah because like I'm just worried now Alright before we go on Can I go grab a couple of my home tests that I got? <laughs> The ones I got from Biden Oh my god <laughs> Did you test today Did I test what Dave can we get on with the episode please <laughs> Nose dripping, trying to joke with me and all. Jeez, Don't man. laugh too hard. My nose not dripping. I'm gonna say all unfunny jokes today. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know what? Mm. Come on, man. All right. 
Chalk it, chalk it. I'm, I'm not feeling under the weather. I'm feeling over the weather today. How about that? Okay. I'm feeling over the weather. So, what do we have this week? <laughs> what happened last week in the top five? <laughs> do you want to bring it up? Since you're not, you're not joking this week? Uh, Yeah, I'll bring it up. I'll introduce this. Um, The top five. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. What? I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to sip air through my mouth. All right. We got the top. <laughs> you making me self-conscious now. <laughs> because you should. Dev. All right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm vexed. <laughs> the top five. And boosted. The top five this week. Or the top five last week was top five artists we have no idea about or we don't know. We know nothing about. We know nothing about. A lot of people hit me. A couple of people hit me up. And what they said. And asked me, what are, what are we voting on? I think you said you got that too. You I got that same talking with some people, and yeah. they were wondering what to vote on. Was it how corny the groups are, uh-huh. or or what was the other thing? Just um, if you just just agree that you never heard of them or don't even know who right. they are. So the criteria was definitely it was like it was iffy. Well, I was saying that it was about have you heard the name or something, but just don't really know what they're these people are about. Right. You know these groups, these talents, whatever. And um, and, yeah, I mean, and we decided the voting was pretty close. <laughs> I hate you so right? Much. No, it wasn't close at all. Voting was uh was pretty. What would you describe it? A, a landslide? <laughs> a lunge? It lunged in my direction. A lunge slide. <laughs> voting was one sided. Wow. Um, Dave won this week. I don't. Whoa. This week, he uh, that's good. You gave yourself a low, a low clap. Thank you. Um, I want to thank the academy. <laughs> uh, I want to thank um, that's it. Just the academy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, it. My, that's the only people. Not that. your parents. No, forget them. Oh, because they made you too. Dang. So that's yeah. crazy. One for two. <laughs> With a single and a strikeout. <laughs> or a home run and a strikeout. So Dave won last week. You got mad votes. Um It was just it was just everybody. Dave, Dave, Dave. A Dave, lot of Dave. a lot of people didn't know who BTS was, which surprised me. I thought people was gonna know who BTS was. Nobody were. knows who BTS is. A lot of people don't like Jack Harlow, which I feel like he weak. they kind of voted in that way. I got hate because I put Thomas Rhett on my uh on my top five. I hated that too. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> One of the best artists of our generation. Name a Thomas Rhett song. <sighs> Bumbleweed. <laughs> what? Tumbleweed. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a Thomas Rhett album called Tumbleweed somewhere. I, I, I just couldn't believe how one-sided it was. Uh, pick up trucks and beers. <laughs> and uh, sex on a plane. What was the joke called? No beers on a plane. <laughs> uh, I think my tractor's sexy. <laughs> Cow tipping. <laughs> Cow tipping on full foes. <laughs> but, but anyway, Dave took the win last week. I'm not going to sit here and be sad about it. I was just very surprised. <clears throat> 
I don't know why you surprised, little little boy. I was surprised. <laughs> Call me a little boy. I was just surprised how one sided it was. I didn't think I. I'd be out here frying. I thought people were not gonna know both lists, so I thought it was gonna be closer. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing people know Lotto. People know. Um, Yo, Kay was about to take your head off because you said Lotto. Really? Yeah. Apparently, Lotto be lighting up these streets. For real? Yes. What's what other song she got? Uh, what was the song that we played? Um, the Mariah Carey's Bite Off, John. Oh, right. Yeah, Energy. Big right. Energy. Right. And then what's another song she got? She got um, Cow Tipping on Four Fours. <laughs> <laughs> she, she don't got nothing else. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I thought we did good lists because both of those lists has zero zero note knows about. I had zero knowings. And I found these people, and I found out because people was hitting me up about the different artists. That Glass Animals John mm. that I, that we played, mm-hmm. the John uh, Heat Waves, love them. It was about the boy's uh, friend who died. Don't care. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> so rest in peace. You know all that, all that stuff. So he wrote it for his friend who passed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does that not make you <laughs> listen? That doesn't. I, I don't. <laughs> doesn't change your mind about the music. Nah. <laughs> but shout out to Heatwave though. <laughs> That's the group's name. No, Glass Animals. Heat oh, Heatwave is the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh my God. So Dave, we're done with last week. You took the W. We'll, we'll throw it up for you. We got to get into this week's episode, Dave. You got to tell me. What happened this week? What was frying? What was um what had the streets on lock? Yeah, no, this is uh this is a good week to talk about this and I'm glad that uh, I was able to log on to Netflix this week and check out uh this new special from uh Gerard Carmichael. Did you did you see his new his latest special? Have you heard about it? No. Okay. I did hear about it, but I know I didn't I didn't watch it. Okay. Um so Gerard Carmichael Okay Is a comedian Yes Um, He Actually For those who don't know He's been around For a little while now Yeah He's made a name for himself Mm -hmm. At one point he had a show The Gerard Carmichael show Remember that? It was like a sitcom That was like way back when Yeah I think it just only had a season And it got cancelled It wasn't funny No people kind of liked it But it just didn't catch It didn't catch like Fire in the mainstream It didn't do like Abbott did Right, but he had his own sitcom. It was kind of written by him about him. Um, didn't he produce the video for a J, like a Jay Z video? He was in. He was the main actor for or the he was La in, La Land. For yeah. The, uh, no, the Moon. What was it called? Moonlight. Right. For that music video. Right. And that was good because it had like Lakeisha Stanfield, right. Lisa Ray, Lil Rel. Yeah. But he's he's made a name for himself. Right. Um. And he had a couple specials prior that were, you know, did really well ratings wise. People just like his style, his delivery. Right. It's kind of offbeat, funny. But anyway, this special came out and uh, it was interesting. So the whole premise of it was, I'm going to try to like sum it real quick. The whole premise of it was he was talking about like, like kind of the secrets we keep in life. Right. So he started talking about like his pop and how he knew his pop was a cheater from when he was young and he was kind of talking through that semi-serious, but also joking, almost like a Dave Chappelle type approach. Mm. But the big news that came out of this special was that in it, he 
announced, I guess, publicly to the people there in the crowd and then also now via Netflix to the world that he's gay. Oh, shout out to him. Okay. So he was able to like come out, talk about it on stage and he, he went, you know, pretty deep in depth into it. Like it was, it was deep. So I'm not going to summarize everything he said, but he talked about like what it meant for his relationship with his family, his mom, his pop, his brother, um, Mind you, before he said he made the this this declaration and put it out there, he had talked about some of the family secrets and he was saying how like, you know, his dad got around and like his fa- he comes from a family of people getting around, so he got mad like cousins and siblings and stuff that he don't know, and his parents got mad siblings that they don't know. Mm. So he was just talking about how like, you know, his relationship to his family is one that already comes with some baggage to it anyway, right? Because there's that history there. But then when he said he was gay, then it kind of circled back to him talking about his analysis of the, his relationship with his with his peoples. So I thought it was interesting enough to bring to the pod because it made me think about like the difficulty there is in doing something like that. You know, you hear all the time stories about people deciding when they want to come out or when they want to, you know, and just the concept of coming out, too, is kind of nuts that you have like. There's this you have to. feeling that you have to sit some of your loved ones down or people you yeah, care about and say, yeah, like, I'm sure. this thing that is not your norm. You know what I mean? So for sure. I don't know if we want to go down that route, but I definitely wanted to, to touch base with you and kind of get your two cents on what it means to have deep conversations with your family. Because just to give you like a couple examples of what he, he was talking about, which I thought was was pretty deep, like I was sitting there. And I, if at one point it felt less like a comedy show, more just like a guy up there lecturing, yeah, like a yeah. conversation. I mean, he was dope too. He had, he was like letting the crowd ask him questions. At one point, this boy was like, you know, do you ever regret telling your mom? Because he's like, since I said it to her, she her my relationship with her is kind of fractured a little bit. Mm, really? And I know she loves me and I love her, but it's also like she's an older woman now and like. You know, he's, he was saying, in a way, I felt kind of bad that I've held it from people for so long. Because remember, he's talking about secrets, lies that you keep. Yeah. The lies that we keep from people. He's like, I've been lying to them, to myself, to friends, <coughs> you know, this whole time. And I suggest anybody listening, you should go check it out just to kind of hear the, com- the it's almost like his inner monologue. He's putting it on a microphone and, and saying it to a crowd. Right. But um, he yeah, he talked about like how his relationship with his mom has changed. He talked about his brother. He was like, sometimes I wish my brother... He was talking about his older brother. He was like, I wish he would do more. Like, he he loves me. I know he does. And I love him dearly. I love his, his kids, my, my nieces and nephews. He was like, but, you know, my brother is like, yeah, I don't really mess with the gay stuff, but, like, I still love you. And he, he wishes he would do more or be more. Embrace him more, you think? Yeah, like the embracing piece. He said his dad, he feels like his dad, one, is forgetful. He feels like he has to remind his dad often which is nuts that you would think your dad don't care enough that he would remember the first time you told him and he also said with his dad that maybe in a way he was happy about it not because of him being him his true self but because it takes the heat off him and his old cheating ways so it's like he's he he made it funny he was like when my dad first told my dad he was like oh you, well, you know i messed up you messed up so <laughs> <laughs> It happens. I messed up. You messed up. Like saying, like you took some of the heat off me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what do, what do you as you think about that and hearing me how you know describe this special that 
Gerard Carm- Carmichael put on in this conversation. What are your thoughts on what it means to have tough conversations with people you care about? Yeah. It don't have to be about sexuality. It can just kind of open it up. But like, I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of complex stuff. There's you got to think about the relationships you have with, with individual people in your family. Yeah, you got to think about what your goal is. You also got to sometimes think about like, what if I'm wrong? Because we always like to think we're right in everything, right? If you have a stance or you have an opinion or you have something going on, right? You're you're automatically, instinctively, as human beings, we paint it like I'm right, but you could be wrong. And what if somebody who you love checks you and be like, "You got to think different about this." I mean, I yeah, go ahead. I, I want you no, to very, jump in. It's very it's very interesting. Um, one, I would say, I think, I think having a tough conversation kind of depends on like how you were raised and like the family environment that you were raised in. I feel like that'll really be something that you off rip think about because I, I was having, um, I was actually having a, this conversation. Remember my coworker <clears throat> cruise controls. Remember Come this? on, dude. Damn, I'm just With clearing my coffee. throat. <laughs> Go down like this. Remember, <laughs> remember my coworker who I said I was hooking him up with one of my friends and um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so that that actually fell through. They we talked about it, and they just they didn't work out. Smash and pass for people. <laughs> Update. Oh, maybe it's up to them. Whatever they do. Um, but no. So I was talking to him, and um, he was actually we we got into a conversation, and it was kind of interesting how this sort of conversation got brought up the same way, and he was telling me like it it was never an issue for him because. His family was so like he felt like his family would be okay with it no matter what. Mm-hmm. So he was like the conversation for him wasn't hard at all. It was more of like, hey, this is who I am, and his family was like, it, it, it didn't phase them. It felt like, you know what I mean. So that's one way to look at it. That's one way to say, okay, his family still loves him no matter what, and he's more inviting. But then if you look at what Jared Carmichael said and how he talked about how his mom doesn't talk to him as much, his brother is more like, I don't like the gay stuff, but I'ma still love you. You're my brother. And his dad is like forgetful of it and tries to like blow it off. That's three pillars of your family who are giving you three different reactions to it. Rather than the one guy who I was talking to that said everybody gave him the same reaction, which was love and care. And we still, you know, got your back. So I think first and foremost, your family upbringing and the environment around you will definitely make it either an easier process to go through or make it tough and no matter what like it does like you said that doesn't even have to be like this it could be about you know you doing something crazy or you you know getting into a, an I don't know an accident or doing this or doing that those conversations with your family will kind of be awkward depending on the upbringing and how how you guys were built around that you know what i mean so yeah but i you know i feel like for that's going to be different for everybody that's a given that it's just going to depend on the relationship you have with your family. What I think is interesting is to think about where a family is when conversation, when tough conversations have to happen, like where they are in their development. And then also this, this question of can, can you change? Can you grow with your family? And I say that because when I saw this special, I instantly thought of our family Mm -hmm. and I feel like if, if, anybody listening was to come into our house and kind of be a fly on the wall and sit there when we we're sitting around the dinner table, just having like a a chat 
And we've had a lot lately. I want to say in the last, like, I don't know, five years or so. Right. We've had quite a bit of serious talks because we're all like you and I are, you know, full grown adults. We got our sister who is in college. She's college age. So she's an adult, too, and coming into her own. Then we got our, our parents and everything that's going on with their life. And I feel like um, I've seen change. I, I don't think it was as good as it is now. And even now, there's still like friction. I, I, not every conversation is easy. Right. But. I do think there was a time where, like, if you were to be a fly on the wall, you would have said, oh, this family, despite being loving to each other, because, see, you talking about your friend, and it was like, oh, it was all, it was always been love, and it's all love. There could be love in a family, and a tough conversation comes down the pipe, and that love goes out the window. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it could be really, really hard to have a tough conversation about something serious or something different that's out of the ordinary. And now it's like, well, what do you do? Do you, some people get stuck in that. And it's like, oh, I, I, now I know I can't ever talk to my family about X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. You know, but then is, is it possible to grow? I mean, I do. I do think that it is. And I will say this, if there, you're ever put in that situation, I feel like you have to put it out there. Because at the end of the day, your mental health is going to be very important for things like this. So if you're holding something in for so long and it's eating at you and you feel like you got to put up this facade or put up this, the best thing to do is just get it out there and talk about it with somebody. Some people go to a therapist. Some people like to talk to a best friend. Some people like to talk to strangers. That's a good point. I, I listen. It, it takes like bravery because I've... <clears throat> I've felt like some people don't even talk the way our family talks. That's the first step. You're right. The first step is actually talk. There's a lot of families who they be going through real stuff. They don't share. Yeah. Everything is real. Despite a couple of the people in this room coming out of somebody's vagine. You know what I mean? <laughs> vagine. Despite, you know, giving birth to some of these people, it's like, when you with them and y'all are in your adult years, or even if it's like, you know, teen, adolescent, whatever, it's like all of a sudden now we cool. We're just like associates. Yeah. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Greetings. How's cool? Great. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> and like, you can't even, so yeah, you're right. The first step is really just to talk. Somebody got to be brave, be willing to share with each other, you know, within reason. Cause I know, I mean, I, I feel like I can start rambling on about this, but I feel like, um, everybody has their boundaries on what they're willing to talk about, but I think a commitment to talking is definitely a first step. Right, and get and and you know, like like we were saying, getting it out there and just having it there because you never know you're you're gonna make up in your mind everybody else's reactions. So if I come out and I say something like, you know what, I, hey, yo, Dave, I got into a, you know, a, I messed up the car really bad. I was on some drugs and I got into a bad car accident. I hit it for like 10 years or something like that. Like in my mind for those 10 years, I was hiding that I'm going to come up with different scenarios of what you're going to say. Oh, Dave's going to be mad at me. He's not going to talk to me no more. Oh, you know what? That's my brother. He's going to love me no matter what we do the show together. He's oh, you know what? Nah, he's going to actually, you know, do this or he's going to do that. And mom's going to act this way. Those scenarios that you come up with your head are going to eat at you and eat at you and eat at you until eventually like you are going to be so out of whack and so scared to do anything that you're not going to make anything of it. So I think the point is just getting it out there, 
the people will react how they will react and that's fine they're they're entitled to react there's everything that you do in this world everything that you say how you handle your business is going to cause a reaction you might not like that reaction but it is going to cause a reaction from somebody else so i just think you got to get it out there talk to your peoples about it it might not be what you like it might not be what you want to hear but at the end of the day, it's something that you should get off your chest because if those people are mean that much to you, then you should let them know what you're going through and how you're feeling. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're, you're talking about that commitment to talking. I think the other thing that I've noticed about... So, I'm I, first of all, I got to let everybody know who's listening. I'm talking from a premise of feeling like I do feel that my family is in a good space in terms of communication. I really right. got to give you... Agreed. Davi, our parents, like a lot of credit because I feel like we have a good communication style. And that kind of leads to my next big point, which is as I was listening to Gerard Carmichael special, I was wondering, like, what is the communication style of the family? Because this guy's a famous comedian. And yet he's talking about some real struggles mm -hmm. of um, he's talking about some real struggles of his sexuality and stuff like that, right? No, it, I'm saying real struggles in terms of not knowing how to talk to his family. Right. This is a comedian. He gets paid because he knows how to talk well. Right. And he knows how to articulate feelings and be cr a critical thinker. And yet he's he's really struggling. And so I definitely think learning how to communicate appropriately is hard, but it's a it's a necessary thing if you feel like you want to have tough conversations with the people you care about, but you're you're struggling to. That's definitely one you got to focus on. So what does that mean? And Dev, you can you could chime in with stuff that you feel like you've learned too. But to me, one is like listening fully. I think a lot of times when you have a tough convo, you instantly to try and wrap it up quick. This is something I've seen with us, like in our family. You hear one thing, you want to figure out your response to it real quick. And so you're just itching to say your piece instead of actually listening to listen. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that would end up causing a 100%. lot of strife initially yeah. because it's like you're not even really listening. You came up with your your two cents or your opinion and you haven't really thought about it. That leads to the next thing, which is like, I think you have to be willing to admit wrong. So if you didn't know something, be willing to say, oh, I wasn't aware of that or be willing to say. Oh, I, I didn't know that you felt that way or da, da 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 like acknowledging that there's you didn't know or that you are now made aware of, of something. That's a good thing because it shows the other person you care enough to acknowledge your role in this. Right. Whatever tough conversation you're talking about. I think I think uh, what are some other things? I think a key thing that you that you uh, that you hit on the head, Dave, is, is is the listening aspect of things. I think we get so much wrapped up into wanting to be that person who's going to give advice. Sometimes you don't need to be that. Sometimes you don't need to be the person who, who says like, Oh, you know what? It's so uh, the grass is always green on the other side. If you jump the fence, you jump the fence. If, you, if, if you, if hot water, three more degrees is steam, you know, you're only three more degrees away from being steam, like <laughs> energy, you energize the world. Like you don't need to be that person for your family. You don't need to be that person. There's a time and a place for all of that, right? There's a time and a place to be the person who comes up with a, a, a rememberable thing to be that guy or that girl who says something about that. Like, I, I, I just think like ultimately listening is, is the best thing that you can do. I think listening is 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 a, is something that we choose to ignore because we 
we're so shocked by what we hear or what what is said is something that is like you 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 can't even think about the other person being that or talking about that so it's just it comes to that point where it's like you have to use that um you have to use that aspect of 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 listening to kind of really hit home what you're talking about and i think honestly dave like if we if we keeping it we keeping it beans here like we keeping it a 100 on the show mm-hmm. i you know we always talk about things i i feel like up until you know months ago you know and and i've been dealing with this a lot with my family and stuff like this conversation of like like me with work and stuff like that I feel like this conversation, this tough conversation that I had to have of like the past 27 years of my life, not knowing what I wanted to do with it. Mm, That's a good good example. You know, like that's a good example of like something we've dealt with. Yeah. And I I feel like everybody has dealt with that. But it's like what you, Mm. you feel you go through these motions of like you feel less than people like. The first thing that I thought. So wait, before you keep going, uh explain what you because I know what you're talking about. Because I've been at every conversation, but for the people who don't know, kind of give a premise of what you're talking about. Okay, so you're saying tough conversations that we, the Cruz family, have had. But me, you're about pers- to give an example. But me personally, like I don't. You're wanna, about to give I'm, an example from uh, your from my life, from my life. Right. So a lot of these tough conversations that um, I've had with my family, for those who don't know, is is a sense of 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 uh, where I'm what I'm going to do with my life, work, mm-hmm. job. What's going to pay the bills? What's going to bring me money? What am I going to be happy with, but also make good money off of? And I jumped and from place to place. You've been there for every jump. I've Where I've worked at, I worked at Temple. Then I moved to Payless. Then I moved to Walmart Pharmacy. Then I moved to a gym. Then I moved to a, a landscaping company. Right. And I ended up where I was I'm, a journeyman. I, <laughs> but the journey was is full of caca. <laughs> it was a it was it was I worked at Kmart at one point. You know what I mean, and 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 I threw my hat in every right. What is it? A ring? Throw your hat in the ring? Is that what they ring, say? I don't, yeah. yeah, I threw my hat in every ring. I, I I always told myself growing up, if I'm good at everything, I can't be denied a job once it's that time to get a job that I want. Right. So if they see yo, this boy got experience stacking toilet paper, but also got shoe work. Like he tough. Like the boy worked at a pharmacy and he knows the shoe sizes because he worked at Payless. This boy is tough. He's a journeyman. I wonder what job that's preparing you for. And he could plant flowers. <laughs> You could own an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> they got shoes, plants, everything, right. toilet paper. So my whole life, shelves. I've had these conversations with my family where it's like, I've always tried to play the part of like, I know what I want to do, right? You've been through those conversations. Dad, what do you want to do? Yo, bro, listen, like right now they got me stacking toilet paper. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in the clothing section. And then after right. that. But but the reason, if I could jump in and say the reason that this is a good example of a tough conversation is because this was you saying, I'm as a young adult, I'm trying to figure out what I'm, I want to do with my career. And then you got your family, us, people who care about you saying, Yo, you need to like get something. Like dive into one thing because right yeah. now you're looking real journeymanish. <laughs> and while that, you know, some people listening might be like, "Oh, that's not nowhere onto the level of coming out as, you know, with your sexuality or whatever." I'm not it's not a comparison thing. It's the fact that this was a tough conversation to have because there's real feelings involved. It's a struggle. You felt some type of way, yeah. you know, being a college graduate but not really knowing where your sales was pointing and what direction. Yeah. And as family, we like, yo, we just really want to see you thrive. Like, 
I got this degree. What am I going to do? Yeah, with it? And, like, and jumping from job to job means a lack of financial stability and all that stuff. So it was really navigating those conversations was tough. It was because I tried to ignore it. I tried to get away from it. I tried to, no, I got it. I, you know, I talked to this person. I talked to that person. And I'm pretty sure this is something that everybody has. A lot of people. I mean, I'll, I'll say it, bro. I was mad annoyed 90% of the time <laughs> for, for mad long. I'll be like, yo, Dev, seems like this landscaping thing is really good. Like, you, <laughs> you a wizard with a shovel, like, <laughs> trying to gas you up. <laughs> Like, yo, you put a hex on me with that hoe in your hand. <laughs> you tough. Like, you the fertilizer king. Dave will go to random uh, trees and pull it down. What's this, Dad? Right, instant quiz. <laughs> oh, tree bark quiz. What kind of bark is this? Put some bark in your bite. But, you know, you would be like, nah, this ain't it. And, and you know, we, we would sit around like, what do you mean this ain't it? You know, it, w- it was a feeling of, I'm going to be honest, since we're talking uh, honest, good example. It was a feeling of feeling like maybe you didn't want it. Maybe there was self-esteem things happening. And to even talk about that to somebody you care about, it's tough. Yeah. It's like, if I say this, does that is that going to offend? If I say this, is it going to lead to argument? Sometimes it did. Let's be real. It led to you being like, yeah, I'm over this. I- I'm done with this conversation. Like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But you had like this kind of inner, I mean, I can't speak for you, but it felt like you had some resolve inside you that was like, I just know what I want for myself. And it's not these things. Yeah, I was definitely uh, I was I was sick of the conversation. And I think it was because I th- to be honest, I felt like you guys were right. And it was like mm. me trying to process that mm. me trying to process like I don't I don't, don't want to. Be in a situation where I am 37, 36 years old and I'm still, you know, I just left another job going to another job. And I don't want to be old where I'm looking for, you know, a family to settle down and and I don't even have my stuff together. Right. So it's like and and just it was it was rough. Yeah. And I want to be clear. This is not you know, coming at anybody who has a job in retail or makes a career in some of the things you're talking about. That's not what this is. This oh, is no. more saying like finding your where place. you were. Yeah. So where you were, you had certain visions for how your life would be, where your financial situation exactly. would be, where your career fulfillment would be. Exactly. And the picture you were in wasn't lining up. So it was a it was a frustration. Yeah. But there are people who make fulfilling careers being in some sort of service role or retail. Make or a whatever. lot of money doing stuff like right. that. And, then and, and, and have provide. that stability they're looking for. So it's not to condemn those things. It's more to say, like, that's where you were. That was your yeah, journey. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, it's it's like, you know, I don't want to stay on this too much longer, but um, I thought it was really dope because, you know, I really suggest everybody go watch this special, if for nothing else, just to see somebody be really vulnerable. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, I, I could look it up, but... Um, you know, I guess my last my last thought, Dev, and I don't know if you have any other lingering thoughts, but when you have to have a tough conversation in life with people you care about, I think it is super important to constantly be retrospective or introspective and, and look at yourself and try to figure out what, what role am I pray, playing in, in all of this and what role are the people around me playing? Once you can figure those things out and kind of get a starting point, right. then you can launch into actually having those conversations 
with an intentionality. Because one of the biggest things that he, I left from that special feeling was like, wonder what's next for him in this journey. It's one thing to say it. You know, he's a famous comedian. He put it out there. And all right. So now you're kind of living in your truth with your sexuality. But it's like, what goes on from here? Right. One of the deepest parts, Dev, that he said, he was like... Rothaniel, that's the name of it. Yeah, there you go. Rothaniel, yeah. Um, one of the deepest things he said that I, it kind of just stuck with me, he was like, you know, my mom is in her 60s. So he's like, I don't even know if it's worth the effort to try and change her feelings on it. Like she's gone her whole life looking at me one way, feeling one way about me. Now I throw this at her and it's like, what I'm going to do to change it. You know what I mean? And that was deep because it was like, yo, because somebody was like, oh, give her time. He was like, the, the, the a guy in the crowd was like, your mom gave you all those years to, to be you and, and like, why don't you give her some time so she could learn you now? He's like, well, I don't know how much time that is. Yeah. She's- That's wild, right? Yeah. Because then it may, like, let's say you come out and have a tough conversation with your family and put yourself in his shoes. Well, now it's like, dang, now I want to make up ground now because I've been living a lie this whole time or I have not been forthcoming about this thing. And now I like want to try to make that relationship as strong as it can be now that I'm living in, in whatever truth I have. Yeah. But that's tough because it's like you can't you can't put a time limit on that or you can't put like a ticking clock, you know, a shot clock on stuff like that. So, yeah. It's kind of nuts when you think about it through that perspective of you don't know how much time you have to deal with things in your life. That's why it's so important to have tough conversations. I would agree. I I, I would agree. And that's that is you just saying that right now. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it is kind of eye opening to say, like, as you get older and the more and more time that you let go by, the people around you are just growing and, and growing with you and the less time you give them to process the information that you're about to tell them or get that information into their mind so they can, like you said, have time to process everything. You don't know how much more longer you're going to have with that person. Right. So, and the goal should be to get to a place where you can have conversations. You're not going to get a solution to everyone. Right. You're not going to always feel the best having tough conversations, but if you can get to a place where with people you care about, it could be loved ones. It could be friends. It could be your partner, whatever. You know, you want to get to a place where you can communicate effectively. Right. Because that's where the fulfillment comes. Right. You know what I mean? 100%. And, um, and that's, all, that's all I got to say. On yeah, that. no, that's a, that's a very uh, eye-opening conversation. Shout out to Jared Carmichael, man, for what he did. That's an, um, that's an amazing special to put on. And kind of smart the way that he did it, like holding lies the whole episode. And then for him to come out and say that he was holding back something from everybody. I appreciate that, man. Everybody has to have these tough conversations and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of easier to kind of get them out there and, and, and talk to somebody about it. So shout out to him, man, Dave, uh, another, uh, to move on to my, to the next topic that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about tough conversations and um unfortunately as for those who a lot of people probably don't know this but for those who do know um nfl player quarterback for the pittsburgh steelers his name was is Dwayne haskins yes 24 years old um unfortunately uh passed away this weekend he was uh 
to the new <clears throat> the, the new story came out. I'm pretty sure people could look it up, but he was basically they said he was running on the highway after practice. He had a football practice. He was running on the highway. They're still speculating why he was running on the highway, but most of, a lot of his teammates are saying he would do that like to run home after practice to get an extra workout in, like an extra cardio workout. Mm. So running on the highway. Um, oh, I didn't hear that. That that was uh, yeah. That he was he was running on the highway and unfortunately he was uh, hit by a dump truck mm-hmm. and killed. So news broke out. Uh, Saturday was it, Dave, or was it Sunday? Uh, the, I think it was. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. No, uh, Saturday, no Saturday, 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 Saturday around eleven o'clock a.m. News broke out, and the first to break the news was Adam Schefter. Right. Uh, again, I know a lot of Shefty. people. A lot of people from the cruise control, me and Dave are big uh, sport fans. So Adam Schefter is basically like the Jesus of football. He has all the information. He has all the knowledge. He's the one to drop the trade deadlines. He's the one to drop the the crazy information. He's like the best insider in the NFL when it comes to like, you know, trades and related things with like that matter. Adam Schefter put out a tweet and I'm going to read the tweet word by word. Dave, just react from the tweet that I read, okay? So Adam Schefter puts out, Dwayne Haskins, a standout Ohio State, before struggling to catch on with the Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Haskins would have turned 25 on May 3rd. Well, my very first reaction is, um, you really don't know how to read. Like, what, what was that? What? Just reading like you was a typewriter and you had to put the ribbon back to the beginning. What you want me to do? Read that joint with said, passion? Dwayne Haskins, standout Ohio State <laughs> for struggling to catch on with the Washington. What's the Washington? I thought he was going to say the team name, but he just said Washington and Pittsburgh. Do you want to read it? Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his agent. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. See how that just flowed? That's Gaka, though. You, yeah, that's like... No, that was tough. No, that's not... It showed that I have a reading level. No. It's like... Anyway. Siri was obese. (laughs) Hey, Siri. He just look his fat finger trying to press all the buttons. <laughs> anyway, so reading that, yeah, I mean, do you see when I first saw this? Yeah. When I first saw this, I definitely, I mean, it was pretty easy for me to catch. I definitely feel like saying that he was struggled to catch on at Washington and Pittsburgh was one thousand percent unnecessary. <laughs> right. What What was that for? <laughs> And the thing is, like, you're reporting news via a tweet. Right. Right. So it, it don't need to be nothing extravagant. Like, you're 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 one of the, like you said, top people who breaks NFL insider news. Yeah. You know, team news, player news. Just say the news. Don't they teach that in, like, journalism school? That's probably your first class. Yeah, journalism. Say the news. It's journalism. <laughs> it's a test, and it's, it's a say the blank. Right. <laughs> It's like, here's the story. Say the story. And they probably teach you, stick to the story. The facts, right? Stick to the status quo. Stick to the story. 
There's no need for him to add. What was the add-on for about him struggling? Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it feels like a pot shot. Like, it's like you unnecessarily talked about what this boy did with his silly career, like playing sports. He lost his life. The life part is what's most important. Yeah, he was top nut for this. <laughs> so, A1 nut boy. <laughs> so he caught a lot of flack for that, Dave, as you probably already understand. he uh, People were chopping on him. People were saying, dude, how, why would you bring up that about a person who just died? Why do you have to talk about his struggles? Why couldn't you just talk about him as a player? So Adam Schefter then switched up the tweet and wrote this. Dwayne Haskins, a standout Ohio State, a standout at Ohio State before becoming Washington's first round pick and playing in Pittsburgh, died this morning when getting hit by getting hit by a car. The same end of it. But instead, he switched it to Washington's first round pick in the NFL. Now, this is an interesting conversation because I was talking to a few people about it. Some people I can't believe he tweeted that. Some, what a nut. He deleted the old one and put. So some people didn't see anything wrong with it. Some people say. You know, it, it, it was just a tweet. You know what I mean? You can't look too much into a tweet. You got to just, that's the news is the news. If he Nobody decide. thought it was wrong. That he said, today we mourn the loss of a man who couldn't do run the naked bootleg <laughs> and did not complete a, yard, a pass over 30 yards. <laughs> right. What, what does the extra piece have to do with anything? <laughs> like at his funeral. His mom's like, what a crazy eulogy, yo. Dwayne was such a good boy, but he couldn't throw a ball past 50 yards. <laughs> He sucks. <laughs> like it, it's, it's it's so it's insane is what it is. It's so inconsequential. Whoa. He all <laughs> That's not what I said, there. It's so inconsequential. It's so inconsequential. Right. The the part of his NFL career that you're mentioning in this tweet. Now, I say this, Dave. Where do we draw the line? Because let's get it straight. It so is, you were saying people say what? People were telling you what? That it wasn't no problem with it. That it was it is. It was just him putting the information, the truth out there. Mm -hmm. That's what got people mad. That's what I heard from some people that you put the truth out there. Is it true that he was a standout, that he was struggling? It was true. We both can agree that he is. He was struggling in the NFL. That is the cold, hard truth. He if people you want to look up his numbers. Go ahead and look him up. He was struggling in the NFL. So people are like, they're upset because the truth came out and because he so happened to drop the truth on the day that the person passed away, that's why they're mad at it. That's why people are upset. Do you do you agree with that? Do you see anything wrong with that logic there? Yeah, I mean... Is it the fact that people are just upset it, that it's true? It, that it's, it's a true no, statement? No, because it's a disregard for like basic decency. When you add somebody's career performance into news breaking, like this is the, like you just said, Adam Schefter has a responsibility as a journalist who's who's seen as like the top right. NFL insider, right, to report the news, report it accurately in a timely manner. So this is like a big air horn, bullhorn right here. He's the biggest one. Yeah, and the first time he has a chance to speak on it, he's saying. He's putting this guy's career performance in line with his the the value of his life. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like right. Th that that just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um it's like if you was a mechanic and somebody was like, "Oh, today we lost so and so who really struggled to change out car batteries 
from time to time. He was cool on two tires, but then the other two tires, he really wasn't great at putting back on. <laughs> Scott got tired. That, that, that doesn't define you. Right. So for people who saying it was just a tweet or it was cold hard facts, those cold hard facts, quote unquote, wasn't necessary in this moment. They, they, they're not the defining trait of Dwayne Haskins. What defined him was his existence, that he had a life, a life that was lost in an accident. So it, it was simply put, it was wrong because it didn't need to be included. Right. And even if you put it in and you say, well, whether you, David, decide or uh, uh, want to determine that it was needed or not, the reality is he was struggling in the NFL. Well, to that I say, by you including that, it kind of shows where Adam Schefter's head with it head was with it, which is I don't see this as a human being who deserves decency, who deserves some level of respect. I see him as another headline that I'm tweeting about or writing right. about. Yeah. I think I think that's exactly you want to show that you know football. So it's like, oh, remember Dwayne Haskins, the standout from Ohio State, who struggled to read defenses in the NFL? <laughs> that's exactly where my mind went to. It's like you take out the aspect of a human. At the end of the day, because it's a football player. And I think Des Bryan said it best. He was like, what we saw today is another example of how people do not look at us as human beings. They look at us as something that they watch every Sunday. And that's the truth. Right. And that's unfortunate. You know how unfortunate that is to be a football player who you this is the sport you love. You grew up your whole life training to be this. And the people who are fans of you and the people who say they love you, watch you every week. Just watch you because you gain yards for them or catch a football for them. They don't watch you because they like you as a person or because you're there and you 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 decided to go to their team and support their team. No, they just like you because you get yards here or there. And then when you get hurt or when something happens to you, they just throw you to the side. You're just a player. You know what I mean? Right. That's a big struggle that sports players in general just have to go through. And it, it, it sucks. It man. also is it's impactful. Like, that's the other piece of it that people got to acknowledge. When you tweet that in the way that he tweeted it, mm-hmm. it has a a subconscious impact on the person reading. How do you paint if you if you heard a statement like that? Right, Dwayne Haskins, a standout who struggled with Washington and the Steelers, you're automatically painting him in like a less than light. Yeah, even if you don't recognize it consciously, subconsciously, you're like, oh, this was like a like a journeyman ball, like. You use that word twice today. Yeah, like this was like the Devin of the NFL. Like <laughs> he struggled at Kmart, he struggled at Payless. You know what I mean? Versus if it was like uh uh Tom Brady or something, and it would be that, like Yeah, well that's exactly my first thought. You know what I mean? Exactly so my thought you're right you're now. you're already painting an unequal picture. That's the other problem of putting a word like phrasing like that because you're painting him in a negative light. Whether you intend to or not, it instinct instinctively happens in your brain. Just imagine the Tom Brady, right? If the if roles were switched and it was Tom Brady, right? Right. The lovable old Tom Brady kisses his kids. Why don't he kiss me? <laughs> yeah. Right. Today, tragically, we lost Tom Brady, who dropped the pass in the Super Bowl against Nick Foles and the Eagles in 2017. <laughs> That would be unnecessary. Instead of saying, but of course they wouldn't do that because for Tom Brady they would say seven, two, seven time champion. Super Bowl champion, yeah. this time MVP, blah blah, blah blah blah, top yards, whatever, whatever other records he got top. passed away today. Yeah, and it would be oh my oh Tom Brady or when Kobe passed oh Kobe oh my God Kobe, but when Dwayne Haskins passed who 
is just as valid a human being as anybody else. Right. He's getting painted in this. He struggled. Like, it's just, it's messed up. Exactly. Not cool, Adam Schefter. <laughs> and, and Dave, I guess my last question to you, just to round up this, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff from social media, from, from I guess, journalists in general, right? You watch it all the time where you've seen Kanye, like soccer journalists for like getting into his face. Are you seeing like a, a person like, um, you know, come at a journalist for some reason. Is this is this is this their job to push the envelope? Who journalists? Yeah, is this their job to say? I'm sure when you read something like that, right? You know it's going to come out questionable. You, he's a human being himself. You know this is going to come out, and people are going to look at it like, like why would you say something like that? You know what I mean? Suck their teeth at it. So my my question to you is, do you think they do it on purpose to push the envelope because they know this is going to get people to talk? They know. Do you think there's an agenda behind it or do you think this is just them being regular, just being them? Nah, if I had to guess, I think Schefter did this like um, muscle memory, like he's so used to being the insider type journalist that he always has to add the extra some. Yeah, like some nuance thing or tidbit about a player to kind of make it show that you are aware of everything that goes on in the NFL. Right. You know, it's it's like you want to have an interesting fact about everybody or two on deck. That's the type of person Adam Schefter is. So it's like, if I'm going to say so-and-so passed, I want to say, oh, they were, they went with this team and that team. They were on this team and that team. And they struggled on both teams. Right. Or I want to be able to say they have this, this award and this title and, or they have, this record and this. Okay. You get what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It's just like maybe how he's learned muscle memory to tweet out on things. So I just think it was that. It was like a slip of the mind. I don't think he did it with some sort of agenda or purpose to like down Dwayne Haskins. But I just think it was dumb and kind of kind of careless, especially when it's about life. You know, we get on here like people have come, come to me and said stuff that I say on here is inflammatory and sensitive, whatever. And, you know, we talk through it. I try to tell a lot of people that it's all jokes. It comes from a place of being goofy, silly, whatever. And at the end of the day, I know I can't, I can have an intention, but I can't, uh, uh, I can't determine how it impacts people. Right. But when you have something as right. valuable as like life that you're discussing and you're a journalist who has like this breaking news, you got to treat it with more respect than I treat talking about food on the cruise control or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a different level. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I just wanted to bring up the topic. I thought it was kind of crazy the way that he handled the situation. Uh, a lot of people were mentioning it like to him and a lot of people were, cl were uh, talking to him about it. So I will say it, uh, it, it, it's something that you have to think about before you say it. It's something that people definitely have to, uh, have to reprocess what they're about to say and 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 make sure they have their head in the right place before they do it. So just wanted to bring that situation up. Have to be careful about what you're talking about and what you're doing. But Dave, we're going to move on here. And we've been talking about a lot of heavy stuff, right? We've been talking about a lot of, uh, you know, uh, eye-opening stuff. But <laughs> I wanted to bring up this topic. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta say something to Adam Schefter real quick. Go ahead. Hey yo, Jerry Chestnut, I put my fucking dick on your chestnut, nigga. Hey, Fuck out of here. 
All right, what we got? Listen, I know you saw. <laughs> I know you saw the tweet going around about Ice Cube. They dug up some dirty laundry on Ice Cube and saw that he ex- uh, was the executive producer of a show called Black and White or Black White. What was it called? Do you, I know you saw it. It was a. Uh, I believe the show was called Black and White. <laughs> for those of y'all who don't know the show the premise of the show I'll just break it down real quick for y'all the premise of the show is a all white family and an all black family switch lives but it's not like they switch lives as in like like they get the same jobs or they switch jobs no they switch skin color mm-hmm so the family, so the white family goes up and they they get in blackface, and then the white the black family goes up and they get in whiteface, and they live each other's lives. I <laughs> do you want to continue? <laughs> oh shoot! I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I've never seen no when I remember when I saw I saw it on social media and Dave Dave sent it to me. So this is that's where I first saw it was I saw it on social media and then Dave sent it to me uh through Instagram, I believe. And um I was I, I meant to tell him like yo Dave, I already saw it, but it was like the crate like oh my god, I, I'm trying I'm tr- I'm really, really trying my best to like hold it together and like not laugh at this, John. Let me see. Dave, do you have the video pulled yeah, up? Yeah, I'm already? trying to pull it up now. Um, I mean, I could say as we're getting the video queued up, the reason that this was hilarious is just because, first of all, people were like, why is Ice Cube associated with this show? Right. Like, he's, like, the least likely person you would think. But then some people were like, no, actually, it makes a lot of sense because Ice Cube has kind of been seen as being, you know, uh, against the grain type of type of bull. Right. right. Like, he, what was it? He wanted to go talk to Trump, right, to try and work on some sort of plan. Yeah. Oh, we talked about that. We had an episode on that, right? Yeah. The, the platinum plan or whatever. Yeah, the platinum plan, right. So he's always been kind of, like, maverick with his views, <laughs> so he wouldn't fall in line with what you think is is um you know he's gonna come out with but um yeah I didn't even know this show existed it came out in two thousand six bro yeah sixteen and I'm ago. usually good about knowing stuff like that but I did not know this show existed sixteen years ago I can't do you got you yo you got we gotta play the people to clip yeah we gotta play the people to clip the clip is like. The intro, the clip is like the intro of uh of the show where they show like what the show premise is gonna be about. They got Ice Cube rapping on that John. He does like a quick like sixteen bars on it, and they they show a little girl crying because she's all like, all right, let me play the clip. Play the clip for me, man. <laughs> we did something no one else has ever done. I don't like being made up. And none of us will be the same again. Please don't 
don't believe the hype Everything in the world ain't black and white Everybody ain't a stereotype Just because I look wrong, I'm about to do right Black as midnight, or bright as snow white You better do me right or I'ma have to take flight Put you on nice, blast on you twice If you a zebra, better come out them stripes Please don't believe the hype Everything in the world ain't black and white Yo, he said, if you a zebra, you have to come out them stripes And y'all, the whole clip, the whole clip It's like, it's showing this It says like, one black family, one white family And then it shows the makeup process of them Turning into a white person Them turning into a black person and they have to live their lives of uh, of 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 the uh, person of the opposite color. This might be the worst show idea I have ever heard in my entire life. It was a reality show about swapping races. <laughs> in this trailer that we just played, it was like some black boy getting white paint on his face. <laughs> Everything ain't black and, and white. And a comb over haircut. <laughs> People looking the goofiest, like. <laughs> The first, the first thing is, if you walking down the street and you see somebody in blackface or whiteface and you don't immediately recognize that they're in blackface or whiteface, right? There's something really wrong with you. I'm not worried about the other person. How do you get tricked by blackface? <laughs> when you see like a thin lip person, like, and they got this unnaturally uh, mahogany skin, like they look like a. They made of the same material that our my bar is made out of. <laughs> you could better yet keep it simple. You can even tell what somebody is painted. Like how, how you can't tell somebody natural skin hue. <laughs> Paint is right. very like there's it's not gl- glistening or glossy looking. Right. It don't have nothing natural look about it. I could immediately see somebody walking down the street and be like, oh, they painted. <laughs> It's cra- it, it, you know, like when a handyman boy he goes to the Home Depot to pick up some supplies in the middle of the day, yeah, and he just got paint all over his hands. You're like, oh, that's paint. I don't be like, oh, what is that, that vitiligo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not confused. <laughs> it don't look like skin. It look like paint. Yo, Dave. So I got, I got here the. <laughs> so I pulled up. He <laughs> said, not everything is black and white. <laughs> If you a zebra, I'ma kill you. <laughs> if you a zebra, you better come out them stripes. <laughs> so, so Dave, I I pulled up a, a clip from the show. Mm-hmm. I want to play it. This, <laughs> <laughs> yo. So basically, this clip is uh a girl like the 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 white girl who's dressed up as black mm-hmm. or who's in blackface. She's at like a like a read, like a poetry thing or something like that. And she's got to go up and read her poem about black plight. All right. Mm-hmm. These veins and this thought sustains the alien was me. These people rock and they're speaking about being black from their heart of hearts. And I'm hoping to God that this sounds black. Okay. Thank you. Many words, my life, the so simple complexities of a human psyche. To even relish in my thoughts of romantic stride, my skin to his, 
my touch returned. A mutual undulation of want and reciprocal acceptability and performance. A ritual so profound, the taste of sex. The body, flush with hot and sticky fantastic. A basket of unbroken fruit, a dripping bouquet of red, ripe woman. The pulp of the soul spread lavishly over the human chemistry. When discovery... Yo. I was listening to that John like. <laughs> Bro, 15 seconds in, I was sleep time, dude. <laughs> she said, they're talking about being black. She said, I hope this comes off as black enough. <laughs> Gift baskets full of sex. Our bodies undulating, <laughs> intertwined one upon another, skin to skin, chocolate covered strawberry. She's <laughs> this is what she said. If you can feel what I am feeling, then the truth is just believing. She she would have been better off doing the intro to Diamond Girl. <laughs> That John ain't, her lyrics. That John ain't have no soul to it. Yo. I, I had. I. I don't even understand how that was even remotely about blackness. Uh, can you play it one more time, please? Yo, play the whole clip. She's like, they're talking about being black. <laughs> yo, the people. These veins and this thought sustains. The alien is me. These people rock. Without <laughs> being black from their heart of hearts, and I'm hoping. These people rock. She was crying. White John tears. These people freaking rock. <laughs> and I just, they're speaking from their heart of hearts. Hoping to God that this sounds black. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Many words, my life, the so simple complexities of a human psyche. To even relish in my thoughts of romantic stride. My skin to his. My touch returned. A mutual undulation of want and reciprocal acceptability and performance. She? A ritual so profound. Break that down. Do a, give me a lyric breakdown. So she had a thesaurus next to her. <laughs> Clearly. I could just see your eyes doing like a twirly motion right now in your head. So she said. All those words. She said the reciprocal undulation. Right. Right. Undulation. Uh-huh. Let's start there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's break it down. Right. Uh, um. Und- um, undulation. So reciprocal acceptability and performance. A ritual so profound. The taste of sex. The body flush with hot and sticky, fantastic. A basket of unbroken fruit. A dripping boot. Ooh, what you think about that? A basket of dripping un. That made your little thing hard. Unbroken fruit. Right. That's tough. She says sticky, icky, wicky. <laughs> sticky, icky, whoop whoop. <laughs> she said a hot, sticky basket. <laughs> Cinnabon, if you will. Ergo visa v. I am me. Blackness is me. She did that had to be. Now, Dave, do you do you think at that point the other black people in this mm-hmm. uh, circle knew that she wasn't black? I think they was mad confused, and also yes. Everybody was like, "That's a painted white girl." And also yes. <laughs> 
they knew she wasn't black. They had to have known. Because paint looks like paint. <laughs> they listening to that poem and they like. <laughs> next. <laughs> you, painted bull. <laughs> you up next. Painted bull. Like, oh, I hope this sounds black enough. <laughs> They might as well just did an Eminem rap or something. They should have just did a rap. You like, didn't even see the next clip. The black, the the white boy who was in blackface got up. Well, he did. And he's like, oh, I hope this is black enough. Yeah, what he said? And he said, uh, hip hop the hippie, the hippie to the hip hip hop, and you don't stop. <laughs> now the black, the 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 boy who was white. I saw that episode. He did a little better because yeah. he actually got up and was like, I just hit a nigga in the head with a. That bitch suck my dick. It's all like ooga booga booga. They was like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey. Started doing the flaws. <laughs> they said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> they started doing that joint everybody's doing where they uh, run sideways, <laughs> sliding. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Why are everybody doing that on Instagram now? <laughs> It's like moonwalking sideways. Because everybody want to come up with a new dance, man. That is a horrible TV show uh, premise. Black, white. <laughs> it doesn't Produced matter. You're black or white. Right. Why would he do that? No, nah, let's let's keep it a bean. Why would Ebony he do that? and Ivory. <laughs> why, would he, why would he produce that? That just blatant show of racism and crazy. Maybe he thought it was going to be a, uh, like a game changer, societal, societally speaking. A hit? He thought it was going to be a hit maker? No, I mean... It's clear that Ice Cube wants to be like an impactful person. Right. Um, I truly think his heart be in the right place, but it's a lot of misguided decision making. <laughs> like the Platinum Plan, this show, I think he just, he overthinks what it means to have an impact in like race relations in America <laughs> and fighting the power. <laughs> yeah, Dev, I really think he thought like, oh, this is going to be something that people will open up people's eyes like, wow. That's what it's like to put on the, sh- the shoes of another person or something like you know what I mean. He thought it was gonna have that impact. Who was the? Uh, he didn't think it was gonna get canceled and people was gonna be like, "Yeah, Malibu, this was racist." Malibu's most wanted was more black than these than this black and white boy. Yeah, this yeah. was nuts. If you if anybody listening hasn't seen it, go look up the uh, clips from the show. What is it? White, black, white, black or white, black comma white, black comma white. And they got they got episodes on YouTube. They got uh, a bunch of stuff that you can uh, that you can look up right now just to see. Like, I, and I don't even think this show lasted a long time. There's no way it lasted past like a few episodes. Yeah, it shouldn't even made it past one episode. <laughs> There's just certain things you they shouldn't even let people record. You should just it should be die at the cutting room table. Like, but you, you see know, the script and be like, yeah, nah. But you know next. what it is when when somebody of that nature, that big of a name, backs it up. Who would yo, rec- yo uh, uh, TV executives and stuff are some slime balls, yo. Yeah, they'll really know a John is destined for like failure and still do it just because they got a big name behind it. Yeah, and they're gonna get money off of it. They already know Disgusting. that. Disgusting. Yeah, you kidding me? If they would, if you think if- anybody with like an actual heart, they would be like, nah, this we ain't putting this out. They should do. They should do another John. It should be like Puerto Ricans and <laughs> Chinos. <laughs> Or Puerto Ricans and uh, um, <laughs> they should do they should do they should do one with Puerto Ricans and they should do our family. Nah, I ain't participating in that. 
Keep me far away from that show. <laughs> Not everything is Puerto Rican. <laughs> Yo, nah, I wouldn't step foot on that show. It, it's 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 unfortunate that you know it, it's <laughs> and now that now that I look back, you know we we talk a lot on here about like you know cancel culture and how and how uh, you know uh, um, the things are a lot different now. But now that I look back, stuff like this is like I'm glad there was a change in the way mindsets were made and like the way people speak up about things. Like, just imagine this in today's climate or somebody trying to pull this in today's climate. It wouldn't even get the it wouldn't even get off the ground. But because back then everything was so open to just whatever, like just throw whatever out there, even if it was, that's funny to talk about 2006 as back then, too. It was what? That's 16, still kind of blows 16, my mind. Uh, was it 16 years ago? 2016. We in 2022. No, it was 2006. No, right. I'm, that's what I'm saying. 10, 20. Yeah, yeah, 16 years ago. 16. That's crazy. I was 11. <laughs> Black or white, Dave? Yeah, I mean, a lot has changed, but I, I do you think it's for the better, though? So for something like this, I do. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. For something like this, I do. For something like black and white. Where because this has no place in any time period. It, it Time period shouldn't determine when something is acceptable or not. You're right that this is unacceptable. Um, but you know, cancel culture in and of itself is, is a little, it's a tricky subject. Maybe not for this episode, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I ultimately agree with you that if somebody found this now, it's funny to see also the, the fallout, which, or lack thereof, because even though people have been call, calling ice cube out, it's what it's always been, which I think has been a late, a uh, recent problem of mine with like cancellation is that it all also feels now very performative. Like it's just people just, it's like really formulaic too. Yeah. It's like, do it. It's talked about for like a day and a half and then it goes away. Yeah. So now what you're seeing is a lot more people are doing problematic things. And then it's like, they just do the same song and dance. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be better for it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it's back to normal. You know what I mean? I'm serious. No, that's it's funny because it's true. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, it's like because they'd be like, "Ah, oh, dang, I won't do that again." Right, <laughs> and, 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 and even that has become like because all people and I've been saying this and I stand by this with with cancellation culture in general. All people ever really cared about was the high you get when you could point at somebody else and say you're wrong. This is not nice. This is insensitive. Right. People chase that feeling. It's the same thing at... You just going to cough like that? I covered my mouth. Thank you, but I just try to keep the cough into a minimum. <laughs> we only got a couple more minutes here, buddy. Um, Come on, Dave. Now everything is black <clears throat> or white. <laughs> I feel like truly that a lot of people have just been like, I want to I say I got you. Like, I want to be the one to say... It's like, it's like that's the quickest way now to get a 15 minutes of fame. Right. You know how people would say that, that like 15 minutes of fame, you do a tough vine or like you do a TikTok or something. That's literally the quickest way for somebody to be like, wow, Dave Cruz at Dave Cruz 267 on Instagram really called out Childish Gambino for his, uh, you know, for his uh, chest hair. <laughs> right. Something stupid. Cl clearly uh, Socratesian or some like word that they made up. <laughs> 
He's astigmatist. <laughs> it's a stigmatism is your eyes. You could be is for anything, yo. It's mad isms. You could be a astigmatism, racism, sexism, exorcism, <laughs> exorcism. He hates ghosts. Uh, all we do is spark mad isms. <laughs> We should play that as our closing song too. <laughs> Ari do it, Spark Man. Channel lie. <laughs> we definitely are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right, Dev. And I and I used to tell you this. Remember, um, when I first got on Twitter back, I want to say like 0809 around that time. Yeah, you was on fire. But the funny thing about Twitter, and this is setting aside any um like personal how I interacted on Twitter. What I noticed was when Twitter first came out, Twitter was a real like social conversation space. So it was a space where you would talk about it, it was it was like um it was real reactions to like life around us. Yeah. So it was more like live journaling or like live I don't know, a public forum, like a like a chat room kind of thing. Whereas at, I noticed it after a certain point in time, once Twitter became like a mainstream app and everybody got on it, there was a lot of people on the outs because a lot of people can't have conversations of substance. Yeah. They can't engage in like actual conversation back and forth dialogue. So what people started doing was as things broke, as news broke, one, Twitter became more of like a news source thing rather than a conversation space about news. Right. And then I noticed that Twitter became a space where those people who were on the outside kind of spectating, they were jumping in. And like you just said, that was how people got their 15 minutes of fame. If you were the first person on a tweet thread to say, oh, did you see what Kevin Hart just tweeted? Did you see what so-and-so actor just tweeted or actress? Did you see what that owner of this this company said? Right. And if you were the first person to put that out and call them out on something... Your John was getting retweeted 10, Heaven. 20, 30,000 times. Yep. yep. There's things that have been t- retweeted half a million times of your comment that you sent. So people chase that. And what do you see? And I know this for a fact. I'm I'm not this is not off base because what happens after somebody gets like even a couple thousand retweets while you're here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they 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 yeah. reply in their own thread. Yeah. Pin it at the top cuz you could do that. And they say, while you're here, check out my new album or yeah. while you're here, go support my Etsy page. Or how about or how about when they their tweet becomes so viral that other companies will then be like, yo, we're going to throw you some money if you just. And I've seen it all, all happen before. Somebody will get a little bit of, and then you'll see them tweet like, whew, like when my car is dirty, I cannot wait to clean it with Splugees times. And it's like a sponge. And then it's like and then it jumps from John to John. So it goes from a sponge to then like when I'm trying to pleasure myself, I can only use this certain vibrator. No, that's like basically how the influencer thing came to be. Yeah, it came from people just getting enough clicks to generate a buzz and that buzz turns into them trying to generate more buzzes um what's the other one dang I, I just had it in my head there was there was something i wanted to say about where you oh people have made careers out of just that of being viral yeah a real good example is the justin leboy account or whatever who's that justin leboy i think he he is a person who would just tweet like john's about relationships and stuff like that like spicy takes on relationships now he's like running around with Kanye West and got like a show. 
all of just being on Instagram or Twitter, making funny posts about a relationship. Like, oh, if you, if if your girl does butter up, she's for the streets, bro. Stuff like that. <laughs> and people just retweet it. Oh my god, it was just a little so relatable. Oh my god, he says what? <laughs> and now, like the boy got a show. I'm pretty sure he got some sort of show or something like a talk show, almost like a Deces Amaro type thing. Shoot, Deces Amaro got famous like that. Yeah. Now, granted, they they got some humor to them, and I I actually find some of their stuff funny, but they got famous from just being balls on Twitter. Yeah, and they got their own HBO. Was it Showtime or HBO? Well, they started on Vice. Now they're on Showtime. Right. Um, but they got a podcast. They got their YouTube stuff. They, they got the, the show. They popping. They starting to be in documentaries and movies and this and that. So you can make a whole career out of it. So I mean, we'll probably re- revisit cancellation culture in general in some way or another but um ice cube ain't gonna be canceled off this it's the whole point yeah oh no 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 it's just it's just another thing that it's like oh that's nutty he'll apologize next yeah yeah it's the next thing we're gonna talk about exactly that's the that's the way that it's always gonna be but um i thought that was hilarious to see that i thought it was definitely um something that i wanted to bring up to the uh to the Cruise Control Podcast and to our listeners. But Dave, mm-hmm. you know what time of the episode it is this week. You know what we're about to get into. What the heck was that noise? It was that clip. I'm sorry. Oh, play it again. No. <laughs> My life is in a junction. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? <laughs> you know what You know what time it is, Dave. You know what we're about to get into. Um. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Let them know what we're about to get into. Yo. Let me give you some bars real quick. All right, go ahead. Yo, it's me and the bull dev. We live. Guess what? We ain't got no top five. <laughs> we couldn't think of nothing coming off these topics. But guess what? Please stop it. I'm black and white. Chinese, Asian, right. Eating rice. Eating patelillos <laughs> with my Puerto Rican peoples. Coming through in the church steeples. Popping pimples. Oops, I mean pimples. Oops, I can't stimple. Stapleton, Chris Stapleton, I know nothing about you. Lotto. Lotto? Ghetto. I'm in the ghetto. Uh, SpaghettiOs. Why did I say spaghetti? I'm tough. I feel like I should I should make freestyling more a part of our when we introduce the top five. Okay. Maybe I should, because you know, I'll be joking around, but you know, I got bars, Dev. Right. Ah! You know, I got bars. I am feeling, then the truth is just believing. (laughs) Dave, maybe I should, maybe I should like start doing a rap every time we introduce the top fizzy. You want to do one right now? Nah. (laughs) I can throw on a beat for you. I can throw on a beat for you. I just did one. Oh, you already blessed people's ears with a beat? Listen, I mean, I wouldn't mind that either. I wouldn't mind you doing a rap. I think it's funny, but it's better freestyle rather than you writing something up. No, no, of course. I mean, yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. I got like bars. Every, uh, you do that like every episode, though, where you right. rap. But it been like, you know, I, I don't even take it serious. Uh, goofy time. <laughs> what are you talking? But you know, when I get in my busy, uh, uh-huh. I guess twizzy. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
There's some boy in my job that answers me like that every time I say what's up. <laughs> I don't care about your stupid job. <laughs> Listen, y'all. This week, we do not have a top five. We do this from time to time. We don't do it all the time. On purpose, though. Yeah. We're doing this on purpose this time around. Listen. I was joking. The reason we don't got a top five mm-hmm. is because we want to do something a little special. You guys are always chiming in with information every week. You tell us about how you feel about the episode. You talk to us about different things. This go around, we want to do something a little special. We want our controllers to chime in. For the next few weeks, we're going to take suggestions on top fives that you want us to debate here on the show. Right. We... Every week we come up with a top five is something that we find interesting or that maybe plays off of a topic we discuss. Right. We love doing those debates, but we want to give y'all a chance to feed us some topics that you will want us to cover. We love doing the top five debates because for us, it really brings in that competition piece. Yes. And who doesn't love debating their top five of whatever topic? Exactly. We want to give y'all the chance to tell us, here's the top five we want y'all to do. So, Typically, at the end of the week or right before we're about to record our next episode, we'll put a post out saying, vote on the top five. Well, this week, we're going to put a post out where we want y'all to give us top five suggestions Yes, on topics we should debate on, and we'll incorporate those into the next couple episodes. We want to see what we get back, so please start thinking of and drafting up. This is your chance to participate with us in the show. Yes. Give us your top five suggestions. If yours is good, we'll pick it. We'll do it next week. And, you know, we'll see what, what we do from there. If we get a couple good ones, maybe we do a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. We'll see how, how it plays out. And what, what we also want to offer up to a couple of the listeners, too, for those who, who, who would like to, you could join us that week and do in the top five. You picked it. This is something that you're interested in. We'll call you. Call in. We'll have a little fun with it. You guys could join in and debate with us. You know how we do here when we're debating. No holds barred. There's been a few controllers already who have who have chimed in and who have taken that, you know, up that mantle and, and debated with us and joked with us about it. So we want to offer it up to everybody. So if you got a top five that you've been thinking about, you know what? I really want the guys to discuss this or they, this would be a really dope episode idea or a really dope top five idea. Swing it our way. Um, and Dev, I know a lot of people um, really are invested in the show. They love hearing us week to week. And I know that they want to interact and participate. Maybe haven't had a shot yet. This could be the shot. Yeah. We we will dial you up. You can give us your top five. We'll put you on the on the ticker so people can vote, you know, on, on your submissions. This could be fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what people come up with. And on top of that, next episode, Dave's going to be in whiteface. I'm going to be in blackface. Right. And I ain't wearing no draws next week. Agree to that. <laughs> so next week's gonna be shirts versus skins. I'm just gonna be like. <laughs> so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my shirt off and Dave's gonna. Sav, you didn't have to keep going with it. <laughs> you were the one that wanted to keep going. You the one. No, that but now you you like outlining the details and everything. Like I didn't say nothing sexual. Like bro. <laughs> But everybody, that's going to be this week's top five. Please, 
you guys always chime in. You guys always give us great ideas. Throw it out there. We will literally debate whatever. Don't. There's no idea that we will not look at that we will turn away. We want you guys to throw any idea out there so we can go through it and pick a couple ideas to debate for our top fives for the upcoming week. So thank you guys so much for always tuning in, always listening in. You know we love you guys. We know we appreciate you guys for every episode. The numbers keep going up. The streams keep going up. That's why we keep going with it. So thank you. Um, as we do every episode, follow us on Instagram at DevFu, D-E-V-P-H-O-O, at Dave Cruz 267 or follow the Instagram Cruise Control page, which is Cruise underscore Control Pod. Follow us on Facebook at Dev Cruise at Dave Cruise or follow the Cruise Control fan page on Facebook. David, what are we ending off this week, bro? Last week you made me pick a song. I already told you. What song is it? <laughs> I want to spark mad isms. What's the name of the song, though? <laughs> mad ism. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> How is it spelled? <laughs> is it too M A D I Z M? Oh, I Z M. I thought I thought isms was a uh, this joint right here. Yeah, come on. Who is this? Come on. Yeah. I know you're digging this type of shit right here. We about to spark it on the mic. Yeah, it might be just you two in the line. When I walk down the block, it reach in my pocket. I'm drawing for not knowing this. This beat is crazy.